everyone, welcome to episode 5 of A Life of KG. Today I've been interviewing Julie Knight. She is a lash artist, trainer, writer, speaker and judge who just loves helping other people. You'll figure that out in this interview. She is just all for helping others. She is also the founder, MD and co-organiser of World Lash University, who obviously I'm part of, that you'll hear more of that through this episode too. And she's also the founder and MD of Behind a Mask, which is a programme helping um, helping therapists spot signs of domestic abuse. So something that's close to all of our hearts. And again, she will go through that in more detail today. So without further ado, here is Julie Knight. Right. Hi, Julie. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for joining me on The Life of KG. You're on episode five. Wow. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching your progress. You're so inspirational. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. I literally just like sit in bed like at night time think oh what else can I do now and now I've done this podcast it's literally like a release for me it's like a counseling session <laughs> oh it's brilliant well done you <laughs> yeah I'm loving it so I'm going to go straight in and if Judy you can tell us like who you are and what do you do for obviously your businesses oh wow well hello everybody I'm Julie Knight um on all the different social medias you probably see me as Julie Pearson Knight so kind of a play on all the surnames I've had in my life although I did drop one um not a very good one uh, so I'll keep <laughs> that one secret because it uh, rhymes with bowel so a lot of people got that one wrong so not a good surname to have um but god what do I do um I've got that many identities that often I have to write them down otherwise I'll lose count um so I'm a working lash artist and I've probably been doing that now for about nine years and I absolutely love it um even though my business has grown significantly since that first day I don't think I would ever stop um wanting to have tweezers in my hand I just love it and of course you meet so many great people over the years that they kind of yeah, they become a lot more than clients uh, and I absolutely adore them. So it's a fantastic client base. I've also been training as well since 2012 and really, really proud of everything I've developed from that. And uh, I'm all for kind of small groups rather than big groups. And uh, yeah, so absolutely, absolutely love it. And um, I started researching a product line about four years ago and only really launched it for my students last year. So kind of starting small with that, but that's where I want to be. So I'm really happy. And uh, yeah, so a couple of years ago, I also got into um, thinking about creating a lash magazine or something for the industry just to help get a load of really great information out there. So that's where the idea for Lashed or Lashed uh, came into being. So I'm just working on the fourth edition at the moment. So that's really exciting. And I've also got into organising lash events with, with you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and also the very, very wonderful Zoe Meisen. Um, what a trio we are. Um, very, very inspirational group. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's just full of positivity. And, and that's what you need, don't you? Surround yourself with positive people. It's fantastic. So that's uh, an all day lash conference with an online lash competition and business awards, business awards as well. So super exciting. Um, and also recently I've been asked to start judging lash competitions, which is brilliant because I absolutely love, you know, my students submit case studies and you're obviously having a good look at their progress. And I just love doing that with lashes. I just study, study, study and just think, how do they create that? And if I was doing that, actually, what would I do? How, what could I learn from that? I love it. Absolutely love it. And um, I'm also working on a campaign at the moment uh, around domestic abuse. So that's something that I want to offer the beauty industry for free, raising awareness of how to spot the signs that somebody may be experiencing 
addressing domestic abuse and there's the kind of things that you could sort of offer or say in a very sensitive way um, that just may save somebody's life or certainly change it for the better so that's something that we might have an opportunity to talk about as we as we go through uh, I also did quite a bit on work-life balance and well-being workshops as well and get to speak at a few events just sharing kind of the stories of my life um, uh, especially in my past career of policing where I kind of balanced an 80-90 hour week with being a mum and being a housewife and you know working with parents and all this kind of stuff so um, yeah there was just too many people wanting a piece of me and there's not, a, not enough for you to go around so uh, I do kind of offload quite a bit of advice which Perhaps if I followed myself all those years ago, perhaps I wouldn't be on my second marriage. But then again, these things, they happen for a reason, don't they? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, you do so much. Like, that's loads. How, are you, how do you fit it all in? Oh, my God. That's what, that's what I show people when I, uh, when I do these work-life balance things. I think the main thing is, is just being very clear. Um, what your goals are your business goals or your uh, life and well-being aspirational goals and it's just planning for it I think every day I just make sure that I do the top three things that I intended to do on my to-do list because I think we all have to-do lists and there's, there's only 24 hours in a day and part of that you need to sleep and you need to look after yourself and you shouldn't really be spending every waking moment working otherwise um, you know that, that's what you enjoy that's great but you know when there's other people that demand your time like you know your kids and your family um, yeah I felt over the years that I really did let my daughters down and I mean she's an absolute credit to me she's 21 last year in uni um, perhaps she's not messed up because I wasn't there you know and other family members were you know I guess these things happen for a reason but the main thing I would say is you know have a plan know where you are now know where you want to be so say where you see yourself in a year maybe five years and actually start listing the things that you think you need to do to get there and the best thing is tell somebody so I mean that's pertinent for me with the Lash magazine I thought about it for a year 18 months and then I actually got to tell somebody so um, it was a lovely Sada Cole actually she contacted me because we met at um, a conference and then another training course a couple of years ago and uh, we got chatting about expanding her business and you know I kind of proffered a few suggestions and she goes yeah yeah I was thinking about that you know and um, and bless her she's just so lovely she contacted me close to New Year's Eve and said hey Julie are you free for a chat oh yeah of course and she shared her brilliant news with me about actually moving into her own salon premises. And that's when I said to her, you know what, Sada, I'm actually going to launch a lash magazine. And she was the first person I kind of told outside my circle, uh, my inner circle. And uh, I think that's, um, that's really great advice because once you tell somebody, it kind of encourages you, you've got to do it. And that's even better, yeah, if you get yourself a business coach uh, because actually they're the people that are not only you're telling what you're going to do to and they're kind of guiding you along the way but they're actually holding you to account for achieving your goals as well so yeah all I would say is write it down otherwise you'd be spinning all those plates and a few of them are going to fall and it's a bit noisy and messy when they break yeah that's just... <laughs> <laughs> we know about that <laughs> So oh on the police force then, like that's such a career change from obviously what you're doing now. Like what was your reasons and why why the lash and beauty industry? Oh my God. Well, I mean, if you saw me when I first joined the police service, you'd think I probably was not one of the candidates to become a beautician uh, <laughs> or to actually specialise in eyelashes. Far from it. I mean, 
I wanted to uh, I wanted to join the police since I was 10 because uh, I just moved back from Germany where my father served in the forces and I saw um, a dog handler came into our school and I just thought what an amazing uniform and I love the hats so I thought that's the career for me and uh, the moment I was old enough so I turned 18 that was it I joined so I joined really really young and back in those days um, you did your 30 years and you could retire on a full pension Mm -hmm. So, and of course, when you can retire kind of in your 40s, that's really young and ridiculous to be putting your feet up and watching telly. And we all know how awful daytime television is. So that's not for me. Jeremy um, Cole every day. <laughs> <laughs> Being a workaholic used to do an 80, 90 hour week. So there's no way I could just put my feet up. But um, yeah, so about 10 years ago, I can remember having the girls around for a girly lunch. And one of them said, oh my goodness my friend is um she's done this eyelash extension training course and of course i was the one in the group that had all the beauty treatments you know i go and have a uh, massage done my nails done you name it i had it but nobody where i am in bristol would do lash extensions otherwise i would have said yeah i'll give those a go um thankfully i didn't because i think all those years ago um you know certainly when i saw what people were producing around me they um they were definitely not the way um we would expect them to be today so so much has moved on which is great yeah so um, when my friend said i'd love to train but oh, i'm just too scared too scared to go on a course on my own so i said i'll go with you i'll go and keep your company and um yeah so it should have been an all-day course we were kicked out after three hours it took me 45 minutes to isolate an eyelash on the dolly head and i put my hand up i was the only one out of about 14 of us there that said actually miss can you just show me that again because i just don't get it i don't get how you can get something so tiny onto something else so tiny and use my cat hand, which is my left hand, which does not actually do what I want it to do. Um, how I ever thought I'd make a career out of it, I really don't know. But that's where a lot of <laughs> practice, a lot of patience, and a lot of research, and a lot of you don't know what you don't know, so keep hunting, really pays off. So, of course, I walked out after three hours and five minutes with a certificate, thinking, really? Um, what is this glue? And I'm going near somebody's eyes with pointy tweezers. There's got to be more to this. So of course, with my background in, you know, research and, you know, thinking about the evidence base for things. Um, yeah, that's it. It just sparked my enthusiasm and uh, my curious nature. And off I go. And of course, there's no information about um, eyelashes all those years ago. He was very secretive. And, and of course, we're all using 0.25s because that's what you know, places like Lash Face love them. We're selling. And uh, so we all thought it was okay to use them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I look back on my early work thinking, oh my God, I was so proud of it. But goodness me, it's awful. <laughs> oh dear. But well, yeah, it's so times have changed so much, haven't they? Oh, I haven't they like, just? It's not point twenty-five in a J curl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started off with the J's. You know, I still got them uh, in my little uh, lash museum just to show students. But I mean, I guess um, you know, I mean, my friend, it was it was so sad really because she did my lashes a couple of times, and yeah, you know, she got about four or five on within about four hours because we spent most of the time chatting, and she kept dropping a jade stone, and her husband was about to throttle her for trashing the brand new carpet with glue that just would not come out. Out. Um, so we decided it probably wasn't the career for her but I kept it going thinking you know what I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of reaching the retirement age at some point and I've got to do something actually I quite like this and I think I was in an advantageous position where I was doing it because I wanted to do it rather than because I had to for money mm -hmm. um, 
And of course, everything I earned, I just kept plowing back into the business, which was a really lovely position to be in. And of course, I had that many transferable skills from my days in policing um, because, you know, I kind of rose through the ranks. So, you know, I did, um, did hold a senior position and uh, was involved in, you know, policing some really complex things in policing, you know, one awards for problem solving and all this kind of stuff. And I was used to organising events and, uh, you know, cherry meetings, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, leading and instigating change you know, from researching, designing it, developing it, and then delivering it, and then obviously evaluating it and see how it went. So I thought, you know what, there's quite a lot of transferable skills there. I probably could, you know, try my hand at running a business. And you know what, there are things that are going to go well, and, you know, I'll probably have a bottle of Prosecco that night, and there'll be things that don't go quite so well. Mm -hmm. And you know what, you know, rather than beating myself up for failing, I'll actually think, well, okay, I'll have the, uh, I'll have the, uh, the glass of Prosecco and lick my wounds and then learn from it. Um, Oh, yeah, just to follow Einstein's theory, really. Don't keep repeating that mistake. Otherwise, see, nothing's going to change. And that's insane. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of how I transitioned from policing into something completely different. And, of course, when um, because in policing, you've got so many restrictions on your private life. Um, it was really interesting because every year you had to apply to the chief constable for permission to actually do a second job because that's what it was. And I can remember bumping into a chief constable when I happened to be walking along the corridor and he goes, Julie, he said, I've just been into our professional standards department to sign up the business interests. He said, I've just seen that you do, you do something. And he started, you know, flicking his um, fingers around his eyes as if to do fluttery eyelashes. And he burst out laughing. And I said, why are you laughing, sir? He goes, I, I, he said, I could see you doing consultancy and I could see you doing this, that and the other. He said, but eyelashes. He said, can I have mine done? And of course, at the time, I joked saying, I think you'd be the first guy in the industry to ever have them done. But yeah, yeah, book in with me. <laughs> yeah. He never did, mind. <laughs> <laughs> I made him go red. <laughs> oh, so even though that, um, that eyelash course sounds like it wasn't the best course in the world, it was mostly horrific, was that still the best thing you've possibly ever done? Because obviously it's led you to what you do now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I, I kind of try and take things, even though it wasn't great learning. You don't know what you don't know at the time. You uh, you kind of bank that, don't you? And think, well, actually, you know what? If I was doing that, I'd do that differently. So and that, that's how I learned. When I did do another course six months later, because I wanted to learn how to apply them to the lower lash line. And um, I just couldn't believe what I walked into. So that was a one to one course. And uh, when they handed me their stuff saying, OK, we want to, set, to assess you doing or lashing an upper lash line. I thought, OK, great. Um, and I course I thought, oh, my God, I'm really nervous. Somebody's watching what I do, how I do it. And they handed me their products and I said, oh, my God, are you serious? Um, they were loose lashes. And uh, they wanted me to put a D curl on a lady. And I looked at her and said, no, if I put a D curl on her, bearing in mind, you know, styling wasn't the in thing all those years ago. I looked at her and said, if I put a D curl on you, your eyes are really quite wide and, and kind of protruding. I'm just going to make you look like a rabbit in the headlights. So I said, I think actually, you know, a combination between a B and a Z curl would be good for you. And they looked at me as if to say, what do you know? And I thought, no actually you know i've been thinking about this and then they saw my lashes in my kit which were lash bases strip lashes and said oh my goodness we've never seen anything like that before so instead of actually assessing me doing a set of eyelashes they were actually on lash bases website looking at their products and i thought okay what if i signed up for here and then when they did actually teach me to do lower lash extensions the model was sat up with her eyes wide open and i had to then you know get my shaky hand with x tweezers not that i'd ever used those ever before and never again and i was trying to get a lash on and i thought i'm going to poke her in the eye in a minute 
And uh, I just thought, no, there's got to be a better way. So then I started actually doing it with the eyes closed and taping up the lashes. So I kind of thought there are simpler ways if you think about it. And actually, you know, I kind of have an adage in life that whatever you do, just think about safety first and then cleanliness, uh, you know, is the close second. Uh, so that's always been my mantra as I've worked. But yeah, I must admit, what a journey. Um, never look back. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how like life just just changes just like that about all those years ago you was in the police force you'd never thought that you'd be where you are now <laughs> no I mean to be honest I always said well you know after I retired after 30 years I'd probably um you know emigrate to somewhere like Cyprus you know somewhere warm because I'm a sun worshipper yeah. um so and I don't get time to worship the sun so much so well that's why I have the odd sunbed otherwise I'd look like a pasty ghost <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, can't, I must say I do love a good sunbed so I can't I can't knock that <laughs> oh no it's my 15 minutes of being cocooned with heat where I can just switch off not answering the phones for me that's therapy <laughs> oh I'm still under there with my phone I'm surprised I'm not blind <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> oh, so obviously now obviously you mentioned Lash um, Ed magazine obviously I'm a bit biased because obviously I do write for you guys well, I know you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> but when I first got that magazine I was just amazed like how much knowledge is in there obviously the talented writers that are in there like people's work like it was just completely different I think to any other Lash magazine out there and I, I just absolutely adore it so what made you start Lash Ed magazine like what was your reasons and what is obviously included in the magazine? Oh, wow. That's, well, what a fantastic compliment from somebody I admire. So I'll, I'll take that one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, blimey. Well, you know, in the past, um, you know, I, I did a lot of writing anyway for the police service. I mean, um, you know, everything's based on paperwork. So I was used to writing anyway. But, um, you know, when I got into Lashes, I actually started writing uh, articles for um, other magazines. And it really hit me in 2016. I had quite a few published. And when I kind of submitted them uh, and emailed them through, I had no idea whether they'd actually been received because those emails weren't acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea whether they were going to be used or not. And so I actually bought the magazine and there they were which was great. And, um, and of course, off the back of that, I did get contacted by quite a few people saying, actually, I really like what you said. And actually, can we explore that further? Actually, can I come and train with you? Yeah, 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 of course. So, you know, it, it was a win-win, but I kind of thought, well, it would have been nice to have actually known. Um, and, you know, you kind of uh, take things up as learning and say, actually, you know, if that was me, I'd do it this way. Um, so I got to thinking about it through sort of 2016, 2017. And I thought, you know what, on top of everything else I'm doing, wouldn't it be great to just get something out there that is actually jam-packed with educational stuff, with inspirational stuff, with motivational stuff from people who it's just not all the same writers. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, so what I wanted to do was actually do something very different and create literally the platform or a magazine, because that's what it is, where anybody could get involved. And it was a magazine for the industry, by the industry, rather than a magazine by Julie Knight for the industry. Does that make sense? So, yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know, I mean, to be honest, you know, with um, with everything I've done so far in my life, I'm not doing it for the money, which is a very, very strange kind of business case, isn't it? So <laughs> I'm actually doing it because I think I can and I really wanted to. And um, so, I mean, we think the magazine into sections. So if anybody's seen it, we've kind of got a section around lashes. So there may be things in there where you see 
uh, techniques or ways that somebody has created something or something that's inspired them to actually do something and then we've got um, a business section as well which is so grateful for everything you contribute to that because obviously um, you've achieved so much in what just over 10 years is yeah, an amazing, amazing stuff to share and uh, and of course that includes some marketing stuff in there too and um so i wanted to do something a bit different so i put a well-being section in there as well and i work very closely with a lady called zoe thompson who is absolutely awesome um for somebody who turned her life around over 10 years and then became britain's second strongest woman in 2016 and then ninth in in uh, europe um and she's been a lifestyle and well-being coach for many years and she's just absolutely awesome. I know so many people that she's worked with where, you know, we talk about a business coach, you know, helping you uh, with your business, getting you from A to B. Well, you know, you kind of employ a lifestyle and wellbeing coach or somebody to actually help you with your personal life so that you actually fulfill your goals. And maybe you want to feel happier about yourself. Maybe you actually um, want a higher self-esteem or confidence. You know, there's just so many places where you can go with that. And Zoe's absolutely brilliant because she tailors her articles for the magazine and for our industry. So I kind of give her the, the feel of what I kind of see through the 120 or so Facebook groups I'm on and just say, well, actually, you know, I'm picking up a bit of a theme that actually some people are kind of looking at other people and comparing their work and they, they're kind of beating themselves up unnecessarily, you know, because actually their work is good. Um, and yes, they want to improve, but actually social media is having a negative effect on them. And, uh, and that comparing is, is not helpful. They're not seeing that in a kind of learning or growth mindset. They're seeing it as a very kind of fixed mindset, whereas, oh my God, everybody else is better than me. Um, and they're not actually seeing their own, um, the strengths in their own traits, which is quite sad, really. Because um, you, you know, you'll only end up um, beating yourself up and ruining your own business. So, yeah, so I wanted to bring a well-being aspect to it, as well as um, one on safety as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, so that's what it's all about, really. And there's so many ways to get involved. And even though there's about um, 12 people who have now said, Yeah, yeah, I'll write for you regularly, Julie. And Katie, you're one. We've got the beautiful Zoe Meisen as another. Uh, Hannah from London Lash Pro, there's, yeah, there's loads. And even somebody, uh, Ray, are doing um, work on accounting. And of course, Zoe from Lifestyle and Wellbeing. There's kind of lots of different facets of the magazine. And, uh, and what I think people will notice is it's very content rich rather than very advertisement rich uh, so you can see that I actually do it with um, you know not actually making huge pots of money you know what I do make from the sales is actually covering the cost of actually producing it so yeah. it doesn't cover all my time but you know I do that for the love of it and yeah 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 I mean it's actually guys like you Katie that are doing all the hard work you know it's me <laughs> then that spends you know half an hour um, you know fitting your article onto a page and trying to make it look lovely <laughs> And, and then get and then getting it published which is an absolute pleasure to do so but yeah i mean that magazine would not be possible if it wasn't for all the great contributions from everybody so if anybody does want to get involved then give me a shout um best email is julie at lash hyphen ed ed.com perfect i mean yeah i absolutely I, I just love writing for the magazine and just giving people knowledge that obviously i've learned over the years but i did massively realize that when i first got the magazine that there there isn't hardly any advertisements it is just all content and that's that's why obviously we buy the magazine that's what we want to read and you see the magazines nowadays and it's just advertisement after advertisement and you're like i just want to read something that i'm going to learn from so <laughs> definitely oh, get that yeah. from 100% where can people oh, thank you oh yes yeah, so we've got a, a we've got a, a website so that's www.lash 
ed.com and uh, through the website there's uh, a little page on there saying you know buy me now and it's available online so you can read it and access it from your phone your ipad your computer your tablet so you can get it any time of the day and we also have paper versions too which are available on amazon but uh, it's just all easy to find through the website because we then put the links to where you can buy it on Amazon through there as well. But we also have um, a subscription for the online one. So, you know, if you buy four copies, then obviously you save a little bit of money as well. So, and with the online one, uh, where I've um, added videos, you obviously get video content on there as well. And that's something that I want to develop even more. So if any of our brave writers actually want to do, you know, a little bit of short piece to camera, we can also get your video in the online magazine too, which I think is just a really great way to go. Oh, exciting and so different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, certainly if you're showing off a technique or something like that, how to do something. I mean, I mean, we all learn in different ways, don't we? And we know that as trainers, that some people are serious learners and some people love to watch by, by you know, love to learn by watching how somebody does something. That's certainly my preferred learning style. So actually seeing a video of somebody showing you what they mean by you know together with their words actually makes a lot of sense to me so so yeah it's great that the platform in which we run the magazine offers that as an option yeah definitely I mean I know when I teach myself like I'm obviously doing my manuals and stuff in the beginning but then when we go on to models I hate it when I go into training courses and like if I'm going to a training course myself and the the tutor just isn't showing me anything because I definitely have to see things to learn so with me it's so important that I sit down with each model and apply lashes so the student can see clearly and it's amazing how much people do learn from that so visuals definitely definitely the way forward oh definitely and I say to all my students you know throughout the course right at the very start of the day you know what if you want me to explain something and if you want to get your camera out and film it, do it, please, you know, just, but just don't post it all over social media because I may not look my best, you know. <laughs> uh, but if you want to film me while I'm showing you a technique, then then do it. But, you know, as part of the courses, um, they also get, um, you know, online video content anyway, which they can they can look at throughout, you know, even after this uh, certificated. Because I just think it's just catering for you know, different people's learning styles, which I think is quite important. So, yeah, video is definitely the way to go. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so obviously people that don't know, me and you are business partners in World Lash University along with Zoe. Obviously we did mention that slightly at the beginning, but you're great at explaining things, Judy. So do you want to <laughs> explain to the listeners like what World Lash is and what we're covering on the event? Because obviously it's only like what two and a half, three months away now. I know, it's coming around really fast, isn't it? Considering that it was probably last June when we sat there as uh, having a three-way conflab on our, on yeah. our um, Facebook Messenger, which is just hilarious. Um, oh God, I'm just so excited. It's going to be a, a big, fantastic, beautiful, glamorous event. And um, yeah, so the whole of one day. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, they are limited, but we are rethinking the room layout so we can get more people in. So we're creating that availability. But 12th of May is your day. So that's going to be a Sunday in May. And it's in the UK, so um, just outside Birmingham, a place called the Belfry Resort, which is a big golfing resort, but it's absolutely beautiful. Um, if you see any of our videos on our Facebook group or on Instagram that uh, Zoe lovingly posts 
a lot of stuff <laughs> for us uh, go take a look because it's actually an award-winning um, luxurious venue and the great thing about it is it's just off junction 9 of the m6 motorway or the m42 as well and um, yes yeah, so it's just a mile off the motorway so it's so easy to get to and so close to Birmingham Airport as well because we've got quite a few people coming in from abroad coming to the uh, coming to the event which is fantastic and of course two of our speakers are coming in from the US which is amazing well certainly coming in from the States or, or Canada so that's amazing too but um yeah, but it's uh, going to be a jam-packed day conference. So nine in the morning till six in the afternoon or six in the evening. We're going to wear you out because you're going to be listening to 13, 13 fantastic speakers. So we've got people like uh, Marina lined up. And um, I can never pronounce her surname. She'll throttle me if I try it. Can you pronounce it, Katie? I always say Marina L. <laughs> Marina L, yeah. So she's been in the UK quite a bit with her fantastic training. So you're probably going to know who we mean by Marina L. <laughs> and we've got lovely Hannah from London Lash Crow. Of course, I mentioned Zoe Thompson earlier. She's coming along as well for lifestyle and well-being. We've got the amazing Jamie, who is just all over social media. Jamie Butler from uh, Lash Base. Yeah, and of course. Jamie. <laughs> yes, and of course we did have uh, we did have Zoe dancing in the aisles, didn't we? When Courtney Boulier from um, Sugar Lash Pro said, "I'm coming." <laughs> yeah, there's so many people that that's their role model. So I can't yeah. wait to get her there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I did hit see her at one event, and she was very, very inspirational. And I just cannot wait to see her again. I mean, that was about three years ago. So you know, what, whatever she's going to say now is just going to be new and up to date because. You've only got to have a look at her social media and the following to know she's got here. Yeah, you, you should really surround yourself by people who are doing something right because <laughs> yeah. you can learn a lot from them. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, but the event, I mean, yeah, I mean, 13, 13 amazing, amazing speakers. And, um, and by six o'clock, you're going to be a bit worn out, but we'd have fed you lunch and looked after you, you know, feeding and watering you during the day. And then you get kind of like an hour and a half to yourself where you might want to climb up for the evening or you could potentially hit the bar. Um, yeah, so I might have a combination of both. And then we go into our fantastic evening award. So it's like a gala. And it's just going to be truly amazing because not only do we lay on a really lovely three-course meal in the most beautiful surroundings, but we're also celebrating the success of the winners of our online competition. So that's our online lash competition. And we've got first, second and third place winners in all the different categories. And uh, of course, our awards as well. And there's been a lot of award talk on, uh, on some of the forums. And um, I think this is interesting because what we're trying to do is something that's very bespoke uh, to celebrate the lash industry without making people pay money to actually get their awards. Yeah, there's a small nominal administrative fee, but actually if you have a ticket to our event, we're doing something really unusual here. We're actually giving you a free entry into both the online competition and the actual awards itself, which I don't know whether anybody else actually does. So we truly want to help the industry. And of course, judging by the ticket price, if you think about where we're actually hosting it, what we're actually offering in terms of, you know, feeding and watering and, um, and of course, um, you know, the actual um, awards itself, we're actually giving quite a lot. So between the three of us, I think we said right at the very start, our business goal was to actually support the industry rather than exploit it and make lots of money from it. And yeah. I think that mantra still holds true for me. Um, yeah. But there's been some amazing goodie bags as well, because we've got some amazing sponsors on board. We really have. So, you know, we've got Sugar Lash Pro, you know, big, big sponsor. And of course, um, Grandmasters as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll be hearing from 
uh, Wendy, uh, about brows. I met her at Professional Beauty in Manchester back in October, and, and she's just such a, she, you just know she's in the room. She threw her arms around me, gave me a big kiss, and I instantly fell in love with her. I thought, oh, oh. <laughs> teach me brows. <laughs> oh, I haven't met her yet. I can't wait to meet her. Oh, you know, you know, you just see people um, in a room and you just know they're there. She just has so much presence. Um, instantly, instantly warm to her the moment I met her. She's just so lovely. Just so lovely. So we've got some amazing prizes too. Um, we do have a lovely one up our sleeve, don't we? Which we're just finalising, but it's quite a big one, worth quite a bit of money. So we'll be announcing that one fairly soon. And of course, we'll be announcing all our judging lineup too, because we've got some amazing people judging for us. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's just going to be a really exciting event, and one that we hope to actually put on each year. But be guided by actually what the industry wants to hear, and obviously we'll tailor it for their needs, because that's what we're here and that's what we're all about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, so we've got some tickets left. And what are the ticket prices? They're 380 yeah, three, yeah, 380 And actually, as conferences go, I mean, I've been to a lot of conferences when I was in the policing. And, you know, some of them were, you know, well over £1,000. And, yeah, you get the police discounts and all this kind of stuff. But you think, oh, goodness me, you know, uh, when I actually speak to other people who come from a variety of different trades, so photographers and, and, uh, and those in other industries and other business industries, they say, my goodness, you're laying on all that for £380? You know, that's an absolute steal. You're, you're practically giving it away. And then we point out that actually we're trying to do something for the good of the industry rather than doing something that actually kind of bleeds the industry. And they kind of say, yeah, actually, I get where you're coming from. I really do. So it's just going to be a fantastic networking opportunity. You know, I can't big it up enough. It's I, I just can't wait for the day. I really can't. No, I can't either. But also what I say on like, say the ticket prices as well, I think people sometimes think, oh, £380 like to go to a conference. But what people don't realise is for a eyelash training course, you're normally with a decent trainer spending well over that anyway. And yeah. one person, which, yeah, obviously you do learn a lot from. But this way you're learning from 13 people, mostly things that you wouldn't have implemented in your business yet or new techniques. So you're actually having a training course, mini training course with 13 people for the price of one. That's kind yeah. of how I look at it. I just And also when you've done so many training courses over the years, I think that conferences are the way forward because you are talking to people that you mostly won't be able to train with absolutely and I know there's um like a growing trend in online conferences and stuff like that but what I really love about the live ones where you're actually in the room with the people speaking we're giving all our speakers the opportunity to do questions and answers with the audience and of yeah. course if you're a little bit shy you don't want the microphone to actually ask you a question then yeah, the speakers are actually there so you can collar them when we have a break or you know over lunch and actually say actually can I just ask you about this because you know I see that you do it so well and you're my inspiration and you know, do you mind if I just ask you about that? And, you know, that's, that's where the power of networking, it's such, just such an incredible opportunity. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to add as well, people that are interested, if they can't go to the conference, but they do want to enter the, the Lash competition or the business awards, you can still do that, whether, if, even if you're not coming. And I think a lot of people get in confused on that um so yeah even if you're not going or you're abroad or you can't travel you're worried about traveling still enter because so many people are across across the world and it's just such a good opportunity to get your work out there so I strongly oh, it certainly is yeah yeah because we promise to market people through the uh, the lash magazine as well so through lash hyphen ed lashed 
uh, we'll publish the work in there too and yeah we're, we're going to do what we can just to celebrate people's success because uh, we know all the energy that goes into creating something so beautiful that you see in competitions I think it's only right that we actually do what we can to support them yeah, yeah. but you don't have to come um, literally wherever you are in the world it's going to be amazing and it's just a great experience anyway like I've said to a, a lot of students and uh, my staff and that even if because everyone's like oh I'm not ready or I've only been lashing a couple of years but obviously that's why we've got the different categories for like beginners and advanced and trainers etc like so everyone is welcome so even if you are a beginner or you don't feel that confident remember it is an online competition so you're not having to do it live it is all done behind pictures and it is blind judging so them judges aren't even going to know that's your work so definitely Absolutely. yeah and that's one of the reasons that we ask that their work isn't published on social media or any other platforms before that because obviously that will um, it won't be blind that way if other people see it then they know who the artist is so uh, that's why we say keep it under wraps until the big announcement and then absolutely we'll even help you share it on social media <laughs> yeah, exactly. definitely right so obviously you're doing so many things in the industry right now but what is your goal to conquer in this industry oh my god what a great question <laughs> <laughs> oh for me um you know i mentioned right at the very start about the domestic abuse work yeah. Um, I'd really love the domestic abuse campaign to be really, really successful. Um, it's something that I've been working on for the past sort of nine months, and I'm going to be offering the hair and beauty um, industry free access to online training and resources, which will help them actually spot the signs that somebody's experiencing abuse, um, and then also offer advice about how you could respond in a really sensitive way or in the best way. Um, it's something that's dear to my heart, obviously with my policing background, I know that one in three women are going to experience it in their lifetime and you know those are statistics that have come out from um, the HMIC, from a lot of the other agencies like Women's Aid who've obviously commissioned their own work and also we know that two were killed each week and that's not lost on me obviously with what I've done for a living um, and these people they're going to be our clients, they're going to be our colleagues, uh, they could even be a member of your family or a friend and you just may not know. So you're going to know somebody who's going through it, but you just may not know that that's what they're going through because it's been hidden, it's been masked. And, um, and that's why the campaign is called Behind the Mask. So, you know, kind of what lies beneath. So, um, so obviously with my background in policing, I've helped so many survivors, but it's very personal for me too, because dare I say, I don't often tell people this, but my dad was not a very nice guy. Um, like I say, he was in the forces. We lived in Germany, um, you know, when I was growing up and, you know, from the earliest age I can remember, you know, he used to beat my mum, uh, especially when he got drunk and he was always using his leather belt or, you know, a hard soled slipper. Uh, to beat my brother and I with and it was just horrible we were we were terrified of him we really were terrified and when we moved back to the UK when I was 10 I can remember being so grateful to my mum you know the moment she sat me down and said I'm going to leave your dad I said to her yeah I yeah please please do it do it now um, we just couldn't wait to get away from him he was just such a horrible man and I've not seen him since and, and I don't want to I don't even know where he is um, so for me, you know, it's, it is quite personal. And whilst that was, you know, quite a violent aspect of, uh, of abuse, um, dare I say it can happen to anybody. Bear in mind, you know, I joined the police service uh, not long after my 19th birthday and uh, I met up with a guy and, you know, 
through the relationship, he became more kind of coercive and more controlling. And towards the end of our relationship, um, you know, I just couldn't take it anymore. So when I tried to escape and he, he just locked me in the house, yeah, he just wouldn't let me out. Oh um, I, had to, I know I had to climb out the first floor window and over the garage roof to, to get away. And then, of course, then he phoned my parents saying, oh, I'm worried about Julie. You know, so he came across as Mr. Nice Guy when I was trying to escape from him. So, and the daft thing is, you know, for four years after we split, um, you know, a lot of this was unbeknown to me. It was friends saying, well, actually, do you know that he parks up at the end of your road and watches the house? And a couple of times, you know, um, over the, the year that we split, you know, he was on my doorstep threatening to harm himself. So, of course, then I had to get involved and, you know, contact his parents and just say, look, I don't think he's in a good place at the moment. He needs help. Um, but, you know, he potentially could have got himself arrested. I mean, I could have put myself on duty and done it, but that wouldn't have helped him. But the only thing that kind of saved me, really, was it got to 1997. So I'm talking a few years ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the government launched the Protection from Harassment Act. Um, which was a piece of legislation that was to help people who had experienced stalking. And of course, that's exactly what I was going through. He just would not accept the relationship was over. And, uh, and of course, I, I actually went to see him and said, look, this legislation's coming out. This is what it involves. You can't do and continue to do what you're doing. So if you do, then I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to make it formal. And it's going to end up ruining your career. Um, so because he was in quite a professional career as well. But yeah. And it wasn't lost on me that five years later, a lady came to see me saying, I'm going out with this guy and he's a bit weird. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, no. um, if you want some advice, I'll happily help you. But yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, yes, yeah, so I went from something that was quite violent with my dad to something that was quite coercive, quite controlling, quite scary. And uh, but thankfully, there's more legislation now to help people like that, because up until about three years ago, you know, the control and coercion, um, there was no legislation to help people in the UK for that. So thankfully, the law has changed. But um, it's not lost on me. I mean, in the first and second edition of Lashed magazine, I featured um, the tragic story of Holly Gazard. Um, now, last week marked the fifth anniversary of when Holly was tragically killed um, in her salon. So she was a very young, very beautiful 20 year old hairdresser. And the salon was in Gloucester. Um, so in the southwest of England. And she had a very controlling ex-boyfriend. She'd not long split up with him, but um, he wasn't letting me go. And he went into the salon whilst it was open in front of her colleagues, in front of clients. And he stabbed her to death. Oh, and, okay. That's just yeah. Yeah, so that, that was five years ago, because um, the anniversary was last week. And the family, I think, gather uh, close to where the salon is each year to remember her. But what her family have done, which I think is uh, an absolutely beautiful tribute to Holly, is they set up a, a trust and they actually offer uh, domestic abuse training to young, um, to young people. But they also offer a personal safety app that you can download for free onto your smartphone so whether you've got an android phone or an, or an iphone um, it's absolutely free and of course when i found out about it when i was in policing um, i realized it wasn't actually sanctioned by um, the police body to actually for, for the police service to actually promote it it's a really great product so um, I, I sent a colleague to actually approach the trust to say if you get this accredited by a company called Secured by Design, that means any police service can promote it as a really great tool to help keep people safe. And that's what they did. So, um, so I was really, really proud to be able to market that through the magazine, just raising awareness to the fact that this app is just absolutely brilliant. It's called Hollyguard, and she spells her name H-O-L-L-I-E, 
and then the word God. So right. if you Google it, it comes up straight away, but it's, it's free. And you know what? You can even get your kids using it um, because the great thing about it is it's got so much functionality that if you want to know where your kids are, you've got to find them quite easily. Or if you shake your phone, you can have it in stealth mode where it then alerts your contacts that you're in trouble. And at the same time, it will actually audio record and visually record. So CCTV, um, the circumstances that you find yourself in and that video goes to a secure server it's not stored on your phone so if your phone is taken from you we haven't lost that footage um, there's just so much about it that is absolutely brilliant I don't know of any other personal safety app that actually offers that level of service so I really really highly commend that as particularly if you if you're a beauty and you work on your own in your salon or if you are mobile and you go out to different clients houses and you work late and you're in streets where you're a little bit anxious about working on your own well you know there's a function on it as well where you can just alert somebody that if you haven't actually cancelled the alarm and you're running you know you're running over um, then somebody actually gets alerted to actually start asking you some questions about where you are um, there's just so much about it it's just brilliant I really do encourage people take a look absolutely brilliant piece of kit yeah definitely definitely i mean i feel really really strongly about the whole domestic violence stuff it's so much more common than i think people think and with my mum um she was the founder of stepping stones which is based in luton and that's a women's service but a lot of that was women with domestic violence um issues and stuff and the stories is just absolutely heartbreaking and i don't think we realize it's happening literally right beneath us and being in a salon environment or as a beauty therapist or lash artist we all know that our clients tell us everything like we know all their secrets we know what's going on in their lives and they will tell us or there will be some some signs of domestic abuse happening if it's happening in their lives and we need to know how to deal with that correctly we do and you know what um i think if we just have a little bit of a clue about what's going on bearing in mind you said you know you get to know your clients i mean when i have my nails done and my eyelashes done i'm probably seeing somebody 18 times a year so they're going to notice if julie knight isn't quite so happy bubbly and chatty as usual and it only takes takes them saying actually are you okay and, oh yeah yeah so seriously, you know, you don't look your usual self. There's so many different ways that you can uh, say things or just the tone in your voice or you're, say, you're thinking about what you're saying and where you're saying it in the salon so it's not quite in front of everybody it's a, we're a bit discreet about it that could actually just get somebody opening up that little bit more where you can say well you know what there are people out there who can help and even if you just offer your phone so they can actually phone a helpline uh, so it doesn't actually come up on their phone because obviously if you've got somebody who is controlling um, they could actually be looking at you know their call history or their um, internet browsing history so it may not be possible for them to actually access help through their own devices they may need help uh, that we could potentially offer and it's just a little thing that makes such a big difference definitely so can people get in touch with you if they want more training and stuff on this like is that out now or is that something that's coming in the future it's almost there I've, I've written the training program i'm just literally creating some short videos just to make it really personable so it's very easy to kind of digest and keep going back to so we've actually um we've got a website that's been built at the moment uh that's www.behindthemask.online so it's dot online and uh, you can also uh, get in touch with me as well so the email um, address i gave out earlier for the lash magazine uh, you can get me on that too because obviously it's the magazine that's championing the campaign and that's julie at lash hyphen ed 
www.julieperson.com or if you know me on social media you know julie pearson knight yeah just drop me a line i don't care how you get in touch with me just do because i have had people get in touch who have said i'm absolutely touched by by this i love what you're doing um i do have some experience i want to be one of the champions so i am actually on the lookout for for people who when i use the term champion i mean people who actually really get this yeah. love what we're trying to do and they're very happy whenever they kind of meet somebody just talking to them about it and saying actually have you heard about this uh there's going to be free training that's available um you can access it online which means you can access it any time of the day i'm going to make it uh, very short and snappy because obviously you can't learn everything uh you, it take you weeks months uh, years to even appreciate what somebody who survives this goes through but just in terms of the the simple things that you could spot the simple things that you could do i reckon i can probably get the training module into about half hour 45 minutes where actually if you've got your salon you could protect some learning time for your staff to say actually you know what um if you do this perhaps you know whether you want to do it at home then obviously i'll, I'll honor that um in terms of the time that you spend you know offset it for salon time something like that just something really simple uh, that just gives their staff something a little bit extra on top of their cpd that actually just helps you with your customer service so it's just going that that one step ahead which i just think is is just absolutely amazing what we can do for people it's about being human yes definitely definitely and i'm i'm definitely putting that in all of my salons and doing a training within them because i think it's so important so yeah thanks Yay. thanks kg <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome i will be welcome so last uh question just to run by you is what advice would you give anyone who wants to be part of the lash industry oh my goodness um you don't know what you don't know till you get into it give it a go yeah. um so many of my friends just can't believe that i do what i do because i don't think they thought i had the patience for it so you've got to have the patience of a saint but and you've got to have steady hands like surgeons but you know what that, that does come with practice um and I, I literally beg anybody, if you can get the job satisfaction that you get, you know, that I get when a client sees what you've done for them or a student then has you know, phenomenal success and they've been able to leave a job that they weren't happy with and make a career out of something, you know, with, with these tiny little pieces of plastic and some glue. Wow. Um, I just love the hugs I get on a daily basis. That's me. That's my job satisfaction. But with all my students, I kind of share my my top 10 of things that i just get them to keep reflecting on um which kind of gets them, them to think about themselves and their businesses and their clients um so one of them is uh, about actually practice and you know you can never ever get enough of that i mean i even now i will take a sponge and lashes and glue and my tweezers on holiday with me and if i get any downtime like when friends are in the shower or hubby's in the shower i'm there making fans and just trying out all the different ways that you can do it just to just keep perfecting the art um so and after every single set that anybody does and i even do this now i must have done about fourteen thousand sets of eyelashes but i still now think after a client leaves actually was that my best work um yeah did that go well if not um what you know what didn't go quite so well today how could uh, how could i've done that better and um, what will i do differently next time so i'm constantly thinking about like continuous improvement mm -hmm. um, of how you can always do better and um and that's something that's worked for me through my police career as well so um but the other thing i say as well is actually work safe work clean so i've mentioned that before um because that really is my mantra so there's so much stuff and i i love 
all the different forums, whether it's YouTube, all the stuff on Facebook. Uh, but sometimes we see things and we've got our perspective as, as trainers, long-standing trainers in the industry. And you think, okay, right, the intention to get that out there was really great, but um, actually it's not probably the safest practice, it's not probably the cleanest practice. And I do say to my students, that if you see something, you think, oh, actually, that's quite inspiring. Um, it, but if you're not too sure whether you know uh, that's something that i would recommend um you know as somebody who's been training for a number of years but also uh, your assurance and just give me a shout and i'll run through it with you um but again you know working safe working clean is just so important um but the other thing is what well, actually educate your clients on yeah. what to expect from their treatment as there is just oh my god there's just so much misinformation about isn't there and that can really harm an industry so let's turn our clients into ambassadors for this and get them educating others because a lot of my clients do when they say oh julie oh god i was in the office and somebody else has had lashes done because i refuse to give your number out because i know your books are full and they've come in and they're huge and and i've said well julie would never do that and i'm thinking oh my goodness you know my name's been used in vain but for all the all the good reasons um but yeah yeah they can go out and actually educate others which is great um but the other thing i say to them is actually set the expectations with your clients you know it's not about managing it's about actually setting the expectations so you'll never ever overload not even for a one-off occasion and i absolutely refuse to do something that's just not right for the client and you know what if nature hasn't been kind to them and they just want you know a massive uh katie price look or the kim k look i say you know, Boots is over there. Go and get yourself a pair of strip lashes. So that's probably some learning for me that I probably need to stock and sell them because I probably would make quite a bit of money off it. Um, <laughs> hey ho! But, uh, but the other thing I say as well is um, if somebody's retention is not as you would expect, then actually don't look to your client first. Look to what you do because actually we're in a lot more control of uh, the factors that actually um, affect retention than our clients ever will be. And uh, of course, that's why I give them a lo load of troubleshooting questions in their course books just to get them asking clients, well, actually, you know, um, have you, what about this? What about that? Things that I can look at um, in terms of uh, how I'm working, actually, was, was uh, my glue optimum? Uh, was it the right temperature and humidity? Actually, was it out on the tile a little bit longer than usual? Um, all those different things. I'll always look to myself first before I say, client, nah, that's down to you. Because that's, that's an easy get out thing, isn't it? And yeah. if you do that, you're never actually going to keep reflecting and learning. And on that point, I always say keep learning just because you've done one course and it may be with the best company, the best trainer, the best course materials, you're always going to get a slightly different perspective um, from other people. And they'll show you things that, you know, you can't train everything in a day or in two days. You can't have everything in, you know, the best reference manual in the world but you're going to get different things from different people and i must have done about i don't know 20 25 different volume courses alone and every single one of them i've always got something out of it um even if it's been the old course where i thought oh god no you know actually you shouting at everybody for taking pictures of the uh, the visuals on the screen is not the way to teach so you even learn how not to do things don't you which is yeah, great exactly. um, yeah <laughs> but i always say actually do not compare yourself to other lash artists because we all know lashers who are absolutely awesome and their work's beautiful but we still know behind the scenes they're beating themselves up because their work isn't as flawless as somebody else's that you see and i'm thinking oh you know you, you are who you are you've got your strengths and all that kind of stuff and actually you're only going to make yourself really miserable so i think keep striving to be the best that you can be but uh, on the one hand it's always great looking at really great flawless looking work and trying to learn from it but I think um, there's quite a lot of people, including some of my students, 
who you know started out last week and they want to be you know producing some of the stuff we see in competitions and i'm thinking okay yeah we take this one step at a time <laughs> yeah. i will help you get there <laughs> you keep beating yourself up you're putting yourself into that negative mindset and that's just really not healthy um because actually it can actually make you quite jealous as well and jealousy that green-eyed monster just brings out a whole load of traits which are quite ugly in the beauty industry and yeah. we do see that quite a bit don't we um yeah but on that, I always say, actually, look after yourself because, you know, um, yeah, self-care is not selfish. It's an absolute must. I mean, I've burnt, I've burnt myself out working 80, 90 hour weeks in police and it cost me my first marriage. It cost me that time away from my daughter. I can't get that back. So I'm a firm believer of working smart, not hard. And if you're in high demand, review your prices because I think you'd rather actually uh, work for less and earn more and you know actually enjoy the free time that that gives up and uh, and you know what it's worth investing in yourself because you're worth it oh my god that sounds like a L'Oreal advert doesn't it and I guess and I guess the final two things I say to students in particular and it goes back to what you asked me earlier about um you know with everything you're managing um you know how do you how do you do it all well actually just think about what your goals are where do you see yourself in five years time and i always think actually where are you now so plot exactly where you are now in your career and just think where do you want to get to and then you plan about how you're going to get there in that time span and i plan to work smart so smart is an acronym you can look it up on google because it's quite it's quite well used in a lot of industries so the s is be specific about what you want to do m is about being you know achieving things that are measurable so you know you've made a difference you know a is actually uh, it's achievable so you know if you say i trained last week and i want to uh, you know win uh, an epic lash conference well you know there may be one or two people who have got exceptional and can do that but actually for others we've got a bit more work to put in um, and the r is realistic so uh, you're gonna have realistic stuff t is for your time scales so it's just that every action you do is just playing by those smart principles and uh, and like i said earlier tell somebody like when i told sada i was going to do a magazine um tell somebody because actually it's proven there's an evidence base uh, proven thing that if you tell somebody you're going to do something um you actually it kind of embarrasses you almost into getting it done yeah, <laughs> whereas definitely. if you keep if, it, if you keep it in your head um you know it may not ever make it onto your to-do or, or i've done list um yeah yeah so and the main thing is don't get lost in your business uh, do spend some time to step out of it and look actually at your business with some fresh eyes so you've got to find that time to actually work on it and don't just focus on the destination just think about your journey because it's got to be enjoyable and celebrate those little milestones that is taking you in the right direction and never ever beat yourself up when things don't go right because whilst some things not everything goes right i mean even the best entrepreneurs you know the richard bransons of the world will all have had a thousand failures but they've probably got a mindset that it's a thousand ways that they learned how something does not work um, so as long as you don't keep re uh, repeating that because that's just insanity as einstein said um you know do something different learn from it and move on so whilst we're entitled to a bit of wallow time and wearing the victim t-shirt for a day or two if you make that a week or two or a month or two then actually you're not going to get anywhere and the only person you're hurting is yourself so it's those kind of things that are my mantra and they stay with me but yay <laughs> amazing that is so much amazing advice wow yay <laughs> It's on the back of the course manuals for students so they don't forget it. Actually, I've got a top 20 in there, which is all broken down into looking after themselves, their business, their clients. So, 
yeah 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 so but those are the, the things that just roll off my tongue thinking guys just don't forget this stuff because it's so important and I just wish I had it in my back pocket when I first started out so that's kind of why I offload it really <laughs> oh that's lovely well Julie thank you so much for coming on you're such a special person and I'm so glad that you've you said yes to coming on this podcast <laughs> bless you thank you thank you <laughs> so everyone that's listening can obviously get in touch with julie for her social media handles and her email that she's put out already and it will also be in the notes section of the podcast so feel free to get in touch with her but again thank you so much julie i really appreciate your time as you're so busy <laughs> you're very welcome you are too and uh, congratulations this is an amazing an amazing um, additional part of the kg business i'm loving it i'm loving it so thank inspirational you. thank you <laughs>